You ever have someone tell you that it's okay to not have an opinion about a subject? Well, I want to argue that most times you actually shouldn't, and in fact, can't. So let's kind of explore this um, really in, in, in a way, right? So there's someone I know who used to have this phrase, in fact, they still do, that the person next to you on the bar stool uh, just wants to keep you there next to them, right? And it's a way of saying that they want to clip your wings and prevent you from shining and moving forward in life because um, that means that they're now lonely because you're not there next to them, right? You know, misery loves company um, kind of is the root of this. And just by that description, maybe you can already tell that's a very limiting thought, right? It, it comes from a very negative viewpoint of the world. Sure, in its intention, it might be noble in spirit in the sense of never let anyone clip your wings and, you know, keep shining, keep moving forward. Don't let others bring you down. Um, that's all there. But it's it's rooted in a deep, deep uh, judgment zone, right? Um, and, you know, it's there based on this person's, like, history and stuff like that because, you know, as you imagine, it doesn't take a, a therapist to know, like, they've probably been burnt one too many times. And, you know, this can apply both in the literal sense and a metaphorical sense. So I get the nobility of the intention, but doesn't mean it's correct, right? Byron Katie, um, you know, she always pushes us to test our beliefs. You know, is that true? Can you know for certain that it's true, right? And so when we run this idea that the, the person next to you um, wants to keep you on the bar stool, like, can you be certain that's true? And the truth of the matter is that, you know, most times you simply can't know for certain. And yet we, we have this resolve within ourselves and it comes from the ego where we judge and we just believe ourselves to be absolutely correct without really sort of evidence, right? Um, and we also, even when we, when we have, we, we think what we have is evidence, right? So here's another example. In the entertainment space, you know, uh, movies and TV shows get sold and things like that. And, you know, based on box office returns, especially for movies, you know, then it's like people start to be like, oh, you know, this is really popular. This is, this is what's making money. This is what we need to pitch. And, you know, then studios end up picking that up. But it's a crapshoot. Nobody ultimately knows what's going to be a hit and what's going to be a flop. Um, you know, at the end of the day, like I look at everything everywhere at once as a prime example of this, where that movie, you know, commercially, it's like, what the hell is this? How do you even market it? How do you talk about it? You know, it's so strange and out there. And yet that's part of what appealed to people, you know? I mean, deep down, there's a very human story and stuff like that, but that's what allowed it to break through, you know? And I think people just play in the zone of fear too many times. Um, I think that they're trying to get to, you know, uh, again, a certainty, right? We, we just, we don't do good in the spaces that we can't control, right? And admitting that you don't know is part of letting go of a fear, uh, a sense of control, and just kind of going with it and, and being able to navigate within that space, right? I mean, you know, politics is another example of this where 
we do all kinds of, you know, polling and things like that. And, uh, you know, <laughs> most of the time, like, they're just so wrong, right? Like, it's, it's, just, it's just wild in that way of how inaccurate those can end up being. Which is why I'm reminded of Schrodinger's cat, that thought experiment where, um, you know, the, the notion is that you put a cat into, you know, this, this box and, you know, you don't know whether it's alive or dead until you open it up. And that's the part of that thought experiment that I think people miss is that you don't know until you open it up, right? You don't know the result until you witness it. And so I think too many of us ultimately, right? Like this is this is what all of this boils down to is we go around thinking we know for certain what will happen, how people are acting and stuff like that when we just don't know. And we should just do a better job of stopping to pre-subscribe, you know, actions on people. Even if we like, even if our best friends, like we think we know them to a T, um, you know, people can still surprise us. Like we just don't know until it happens. And we just simply expend so much energy um, in thinking about like what's going to happen, right? Predicting that outcome, you know, for better or worse, um, that that thinking we know is the limiting belief in our lives. And this can apply to a microcosm and it certainly can be expanded out into larger issues, you know, in your life on a day to day and certainly the scope of the world. So, you know, for all those reasons, just start to adopt that. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) And it's okay. It's okay to not know. Um, Embrace that because truthfully, most people that think they know don't actually know. So that's my message. Today.